Hello, listeners. Thank you so much for listening to our show. You can take your listening further and support our work by becoming a member. Members receive an ad-free listening experience, members-only bonus content, an invitation to join the DSR Network Slack community, a members-only newsletter, and members-only blog posts. For the month of February, take 5% off the regular membership price. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code daily. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy code daily. Thank you. It's February 10th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. Chris Kotnor is out on special assignment. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. The Guardian is reporting that Russia launched a drone and missile attack on targets in the south and east of Ukraine yesterday, according to officials and local residents who reported hearing loud explosions. Western governments believe Russia is planning a major assault on Ukraine, possibly as early as next week, before the February 24th anniversary of the launch of its full-scale invasion. Its main goal is believed to be to capture the Donbass region, including Luhansk, which Ukraine partly controls. There are growing signs that even with Russia's wider battle strategy unknown, a substantial offensive in the east has already started. Read more about all the locations under assault by clicking the link in the show notes. Nicaragua has released 222 of the 245 opposition prisoners it was holding and is deporting them to the United States, according to the BBC. Nicaraguan opposition sources said that those freed had been stripped of their Nicaraguan nationality, and an official from the Nicaraguan judiciary described them as traitors who had been deported. In an interview for U.S. Spanish-language network Telemundo, U.S. President Joe Biden said he did not know whether this meant Nicaragua was ready to change its policies on human rights, but said, we're happy to receive them, and I'm glad they're out. The Asahi Shimbun is reporting that the leaders of Japan and the Philippines agreed yesterday to sharply boost their defense ties, allowing Japanese troops greater access to Philippine territory as tensions rise in Asia amid China's growing influence. Philippine President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. is visiting Japan shortly after he and U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin reached an agreement on allowing the U.S. more access to Philippine military bases to keep China's territorial ambitions in check. The defense arrangement, signed by Marcos and Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida, will allow Japanese troops to join training exercises to respond to natural disasters and humanitarian needs in the Philippines. Japan has been expanding its military cooperation in recent years beyond its main ally, the United States, 
forging close ties with Australia and other countries in the Asia-Pacific region and Europe. Elsewhere, South African President Cyril Ramaphosa declared a state of disaster yesterday to combat severe electricity shortages that have crippled the country's economy, according to Deutsche Welle. In recent months, state energy company ESCOM has been forced to schedule power outages for up to 12 hours a day, a practice known as load shedding. The country's economic growth is now projected to fall to just 0.3% this year, compared to 2.5% last year. Declaring a state of disaster allows the government to follow emergency procurement procedures with fewer regulations and bureaucratic hurdles. It also unlocks additional funding for the government to quickly buy new energy equipment, such as generators and solar panels. South Africa's biggest opposition party, the Democratic Alliance, has vowed to challenge Ramaphosa's disaster declaration in court. Al Jazeera is reporting that Pakistan says it has agreed with the International Monetary Fund on conditions to release about $1.1 billion in financial aid critical to escape an economic collapse. Pakistan had signed a $6 billion bailout package with the IMF in 2019, with another $1 billion added to the program a year later. The first payment of $1.1 billion has been stalled since December. Pakistan Finance Minister Ishak Dar said the government will implement fiscal measures demanded by the IMF including raising $627 million through new taxes. Also, commitments to increase fuel taxes will be completed, with diesel levies to be doubled to almost $0.07 per gallon on March 1st and again on April 1st this year. The AP is reporting that Mexican authorities said yesterday that former top security official Gennaro Garcia Luna embezzled as much as $745.9 million from government technology contracts. Pablo Gomez, the head of Mexico's anti-money laundering unit, said Garcia Luna and associates set up companies that got 30 dubious government contracts while he was Mexico's top security official from 2006 to 2012 and for six years afterwards. Garcia Luna is currently on trial in New York, accused of accepting millions of dollars to let the Sinaloa cartel traffic tons of cocaine to the U.S. Poland moved to shut down a crossing point on its border with Belarus, the Polish Interior Ministry announced yesterday, one day after a Polish journalist was sentenced to eight years in jail by a Minsk court on charges that Poland says are politically motivated, according to Politico Europe. The Polish authorities are also preparing to expand the list of people connected to the regime of Belarusian leader Alexander Lukashenko, who are currently under sanctions from Poland, Poland's interior minister said. Relations between Minsk and Warsaw have been strained for years over the Belarusian regime's discriminatory treatment 
of Polish minorities. In lighter news from the AP, New Zealand police said Wednesday they found more than three tons of cocaine floating in a remote part of the Pacific Ocean after it was dropped there by an international drug smuggling syndicate. While they have yet to make any arrests, police said they had dealt a financial blow to everyone from the South American producers of the drug through to the distributors in what was the nation's largest ever drug seizure. New Zealand Police Commissioner Andrew Costner said the wholesale value of the 3.5 tons of cocaine was about $316 million and that the cocaine was likely destined for Australia. In unrelated news, the DSR Daily Brief anniversary party that Chris is preparing for in Australia has been cancelled. That's all the news we have for you this week. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. This weekend, we'll speak with Pablo Rasmussen of the Albright Stonebridge Group about tensions between the U.S. and Europe over Made in America rules. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.